Welcome to episode three of a SIPA Community Podcast. Today, we'll be talking to Akila about productivity and mental health. So make a cup of tea, sit back, and enjoy the episode. All right, hello, everyone. Akila, do you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Hello, everyone. Um, I'd first like to thank Emma and Natayel for putting together um, a sip of community, the podcast, and inviting me on for their third episode. Um, I'm Akila Brown. I am a junior at Gettysburg College studying philosophy and political science as a double major with a minor in business. And today I'm here to talk to you a little bit about productivity in a pandemic. Great. So thank you for joining us today. Um, The first thing we wanted to ask you is, why did you choose to share this topic with us, with our audience, um, about productivity? Well, um, watching you guys put together your page for your podcast, it was really intriguing to me to see what type of topics you would want us as your audience and um, impart your speakers to kind of speak on. And this was one that was very pertinent to me currently with the pandemic and everything that's going on. So I just kind of thought about myself, kind of thought about my peers and just sat there and was thinking, am I really working my best or what is my best currently? And how does my best, um, how has my best changed given the circumstances within what this last year's time? So that's kind of where the idea derived from, but um, more introspectively, it also came from just personal revelations that I've had since last March to this March. Okay, thank you. Um, And just diving into your topic, um, what is your definition of productivity now? And how has that changed over time? Especially as you were saying, like, over throughout this whole year, throughout the pandemic, a lot of people have been reevaluating their approach to different areas of their lives. Um, and you alluded to that as well. So would you say this is an area of your life that you approach in a different way? Um, and just how has your definition of productivity changed over time? Um, so yeah, I'd first say that in defining productivity, I kind of see it as this um, idea where you get out what you put into something. It seems very normative to the actual definition itself. So whatever your goals and interests are, Um, specifically in academics where I'm talking about um, my collegiate life right now, whatever you do to um, get out the outcome that you will help you get the outcome that you're seeking. So it kind of carries this innate like physicality to it where you actually have to have action behind what you do, not just what you say or um, anything that you put forth. And I don't feel that I have shifted from this definition much. It's just more so that, um, how it actually looks, how my actions look have changed because the change of environment, um, the change of circumstance, the unprecedented nature of the changes of circumstance and trying to readapt while um, trying to refine that balance of what it is or what it looks like for me to be productive. So um, pre-pandemic, this was me like getting ready in the morning um, on the campus of Gettysburg College and listening to my music, you know, like heading to work, at one of my um, student-led jobs, going to study, going to lunch, um, being active in extracurricular activities. And now it really doesn't look that the same. I don't go to uh, school on campus. I am remote. So that's a big change in atmosphere and the dynamic of 
how well I work or what my productivity looks like for me. And that incorporates me being right now, like in my uh, extra room in my house, in our office room, doing my work here uh, versus me getting ready to go out or being involved in activities and being around my friends. So that has a lot in, plays a lot into how my productivity has changed. Um, I feel like everybody has had some change in that form. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with the idea. Great. So when we think of productivity, it's also something that we speak about in multiple different areas of our lives. And we can't deny that there's common themes in that idea in society. So we want to ask, um, what are some ways that you think society's views of productivity is helpful or harmful? Well, I think for the first part of the question, it goes back to what is the definition of productivity? You get out what you put into something. And on um, that side of it, I think society has a really good job of encouraging people to make sure that they make real their decisions and their actions um, by following a plan or setting a plan for themselves to achieve what they would like. That makes sense um, in theory, most times in practice. But what's detrimental to that is things and slogans such as work hard, play hard. Um, So what comes to mind for me is like the Wolf of Wall Street movie. Uh, yeah, they work hard and play hard in that movie, but the reality is that they overwork themselves so much on certain things that they also burn out so much in this idea of after I've done all this work, I play as hard as I've worked to um, obtain the success I have. And that's really scary because it kind of idolizes these extremes um, to be how we can be most efficient in something or most efficient to accomplish a goal that we have. And that's not really true or um, a reality that we should be aspiring to, especially given the pandemic. So like things that come to mind is I, I know that I like to work hard. I like, I like to make sure that I'm on top of everything, but in reality, the pandemic is, is just so aloof and we're not really sure where it's headed that I can't sit there and um, kind of overexert, myself into my academics without paying attention to other things such as my mental health. So that's something that um, has changed for me throughout the pandemic and has heightened my visibility of what other things I should be paying attention to. So um, instead of kind of trying to stay to the societal notion of work hard and play hard and all that you do will um, equal the outcomes that you'd like, I've paid attention to how my mental health has changed, how much I've actually cared for my mental health prior to the pandemic until now. And the revelation for me that I mentioned earlier that I've really had throughout this entire moment is that I really didn't have a care or um, a introspective lens into how I was doing health-wise. I just equated my well work or the activities that I partook in to be me having a good mental health or doing well. Um, and that's quite detrimental, it's very harmful. I had not saw that I would not take adequate breaks um, when I felt that I was overexerting myself, I'd probably take a day off from my work study shift or I'd probably um, uh, roll back some of my commitments, but it wasn't enough. It didn't suffice um, to actually sit there and tell myself, hey, Akila, um, you are working a little too hard. You are overworking yourself and you're not going to be able to put out the best product or get the best results out of something you do. So I think we're all at this standstill, um, teachers, students, everyone in this academic field where we're paying attention to what's going on in our own lives and in each other's lives because it's raising a, a level 
I feel like it's raising a veil of something that we kind of keep private normally. You know, we just see our professors in class or um, now via Zoom, but we didn't really have that access to knowing their private lives or them knowing our private lives mutually. And we're all kind of in this boat where we're coming to understand that as the pandemic is changing everyone's circumstances, however they are um, reshaping them, that there are certain things we cannot do or there are certain things we need to pay attention to that we hadn't paid attention to before. And for me, that was just basically my mental health. I really like how you brought up the idea of overexerting yourself and how you've kind of come to terms with understanding the importance of not doing so. And so I wanted to know if you can like expand a little bit more about your journey in coming to understand and not let pride get into the way sometimes when it comes to saying, hey, I am overexerting myself. Yeah, so I would say, okay, well, I might as well tell you what overexerting myself looks like for me in particular. Um, That most of the time just looked like me making a lot of commitments to things I did want to be involved in and I do want to be involved in without really having... um, my inner thoughts kind of tell me like, hey, Akila, is this too much to take on? I just kind of see everything and just kind of go after it. It's both the good and bad trait that I would say I have. But when I realized that I was home and I didn't have the access to make such commitments because people were just getting used to Zoom, classes were changing. Um, There were multiple sessions of different classes. We were trying to adapt to how we were going to have online learning like all those things kind of came to the forefront for me to realize that, wow, within my free time or within this um, weird spare time that I had now being home rather than being on campus, I was not just willingly making engagement and, and promises to be a part of certain things. And I had to fill that void, fill that time. And what it ended up being for me is realizing that sometimes after I would sit on the laptop or the desktop here for hours, at a day just going through coursework and being on Zoom that I felt so fatigued. I just would be so tired. And it was just a shock to me because I would wake up at the same time I did when I was on campus. Um, my course schedule was basically the exact same, but I didn't have the same morale. I didn't have the same motivation. I didn't have the same feel. And in doing that, I had to come to terms with me not really realizing that I wasn't paying attention to my own health prior to the pandemic. And by that, I mean, I was just filling my day with so many things that I wanted to be a part of. I never actually had the time to check in with myself. And given the pandemic and given the setup of how online learning is different from in-person learning, I had so much more time to do that. So I'm thankful for that so that I can actually say, I now take mental breaks. You know, I now sit back and make sure when I'm planning my schedule, I'm not planning my schedule from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, with every like every moment of the day filled, but there's moments where I actually sit down and eat my lunch and take a break, not just sit down, eat my lunch and make a commitment and see somebody in bullet and all these other things that I would do when I was on campus. And it seems minimal, but it was something that I had not realized before. And um, I don't know, I feel like engaging with my professors and making sure I'm speaking to faculty online about my campus experience, they too have come to this realization that we have were and are making a lot of commitments that are different now. And people just as myself are coming to a lot of different revelations as to how the pandemic is changing their own productivity. 
Yeah, that was really great. And what you said reminded me of a shared experience that actually Emma and I had when we did live together um, for that brief period of time of giving ourselves the permission to just lay and stay still. And it seemed kind of silly at first, but it would literally be us getting taking ourselves to the ground on our carpet and just laying there and looking up at the ceiling and just sitting there and being super present. And I think from that experience, it's just you surrendering your thoughts, your the weight of your body to something that's there to just support you so you can think and giving yourself that opportunity and that space um, so we don't lead ourselves to exhaustion and overexertion. So that was a really great point. So going along with what you were saying about paying more attention to your mental health, especially in a different educational context, different circumstantial context, we are wondering what are some ways that you are now more attentive to your mental health? Um, I know that you talked about this already, but like, are there any specific techniques that you do or um, points that you make to pay attention to throughout the day, especially in the context of maybe some of the more negative pressures of um, the push to achieve more as you're trying to be careful to avoid um, overexertion and burnout. Yeah, I would, I would say just, just being honest and being transparent here. Um, they vary. And the reason why they vary is because it's something very new to me at this point. It wasn't something that I had, um, an attention to prior to now. So being in this journey, I'm just looking at a lot of stuff via YouTube, um, via Instagram, you know, all the social media platforms and kind of learning what other people do to kind of keep themselves centered and grounded. But some things that are in particular to my experience that I like to engage with um, has to do a lot with like journaling, just writing down my thoughts, um, just things that are external from my academic commitment, just writing down my thoughts, things I want to get done, um, writing in my planner, which is not my academic planner. I have two <laughs> separate planners, one for my academics and then one just for things that I want to engage with myself. Another thing that I've been spending a lot of time with is learning more about um, my physical health. Like, so what it is to be on certain diets or what it looks like if I was to eat more, uh, better and eat greener, um, things like that, committing myself to being in the kitchen a lot and cooking hands-on meals just for myself, uh, for my mother and I. So those are things that I have done to kind of recenter, um, refocus my mental health. And that kind of helps me kind of get back into this groove of, okay, I need to do this for myself, for this academic uh, commitment, or I need to do this for this assignment to ensure that this outcome comes. Um, and it may not seem like I'm saying a lot or it my my uh, productivity has changed a lot, but in my perspective, it has, because prior to that, I would just try to get every and anything done um, because I had the time to, or because I had planned things out to where I was able to, rather than physically taking a break to do something that I alone as Aquila wanted to engage in that didn't have any, um, any tangential relation to anything else. So getting to know myself in that way has really been helpful. So what I would say to the other point of how do I calm myself or how do I make sure that I um, am not running into these negative things as you as you mentioned of overworking myself and burning out is planning ahead. Um, that was something I was doing prior to the pandemic, but it's something that I still try to keep track of because 
I feel like <laughs> being in this mayhem, you kind of lose track of time. So um, I just make sure I plan ahead. I use my planner all the time for that. But mostly I've just been trying to stay in tune with who I am and myself. And it's just been a journey. So I, I don't have much to give the people on what they can do. But I know other people do yoga. I know other people have committed themselves to the gym. But my small commitments right now to um, better eating and journaling are just things that truthfully make me happy and, and reground me. So. So one idea that we kind of want to explore a little bit is that mental health and productivity is not necessarily only just about us. Because I think we often think, all right, our mental health is only for us and how we can feel good about the things that are going on for ourselves. But I wanted to hear a little bit more about your understanding of the, the societal impact of taking care of your mental health as well as how that relates to productivity. Okay, so from a societal standpoint, how does productivity and mental health um, look together? I would go back to the same example of Wolf of Wall Street, only because that movie is just so widely known, but it also um, has so many undertones of things I don't think people really look into. So when they give you this idea of the mantra, work hard, play hard, and they're spending all this time in the office and uh, making sure they have all these stock trades and stock deals, one thing that they're never actually paying attention to is their mental health. How do they feel? How um, how are they operating? That's because in the quote unquote hard play that they're committing to, they're abusing drugs, they're abusing alcohol, um, they're abusing a lot of substances to effectively make this fun part of their life um, be, as, be as worthwhile as the work it is that they commit themselves as they commit themselves to every day on Wall Street. So that's kind of the way society looks at it, um, which is sad, but honestly, the truth, where our mental health is kind of something that always will take a backseat unless you come to the revelation yourself or you have people around you in your network or you um, have the resources in your uh, vantage point to kind of um, take heed to them. So what it looks like in society is you kind of end up using vices that are detrimental to you. Um, it sounds sad to say, but it's often the truth that even happens now um, in, in college. You know, students kind of use things to ensure that they can study for a whole day so that they can cram and do X, Y, and Z to achieve these goals and have the best productivity in particular academic engagements that they're seeking to do well in. Um, but what's so bad about it is we don't really acknowledge it as mental health. We just acknowledge it as this thing of productivity and working hard is going to allow us to do anything else that we want to do. So um, yeah, that seems to be the categorization of what society sees it as. And the only time where we actually give it credit or um, we look to the term mental health is when something unfortunately bad has happened or transpired. So so um, we've talked about the evolution of productivity and how that has changed over time with the experiences that we've had and larger shifts that we've witnessed, including more awareness about mental health and productivity and just all these conversations that have come to the forefront. So we want to ask, do you believe that your change in per the perspective of productivity aligns with larger shifts in the world? Um, and to just add on to that, what ways do you think that our generation is challenging or broadening the perspective of what it means to be productive? 
Uh, well, I, I'll answer the second part first about our generation and what it means to be productive or how we're changing the shift of productivity. I would say that our generation are, is not um, alone in this, but yes, we are changing the way in which productivity looks like in society. Um, in a non-academic realm, I would say we've done it in many things, in our engagements, um, in our interests, how we go about achieving our goals. I think all those things play a factor into how we've changed the way productivity can look like. The um, emphasis of the digital world now is an, another large part in our generation that has influenced how we can be productive and the ways in which we um, kind of go after the things we want in society. So that on that tidbit, I do think um, our group of people, our generation has done a lot and we're, we're, we're continuing to do a lot in influencing others um, of previous generations and the generations to come to engage on this digital platform that does have a, a big emphasis on how society is going to be molded in the future. Now to the first point, I'm not sure if I would say my change in productivity aligns with the way in which society is now viewing it or changing, but I would say at this moment during the pandemic, there's a heightened realization um, by everybody, be it college students or um, working professionals or students in Gramercy School and um, high school still, that we have to have a, a lens, a, a, a look into our health, our mental health, the way in which we are treating ourselves, how we're not treating ourselves. And that's just been a running theme this past year that I, I, I do think we've kind of mutually engaged with to understand that, as you said, um, you and Emma just would lie there on the floor and take a break. These things seem very simple and basic, but for so long we've neglected to actively partake in them, but we've been overexerting ourselves to make sure that we can achieve X, Y, and Z goals that we set out to do while we've been leaving our actual physical selves on the back burner. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm impartial. I would say, I feel that society has kind of come to come to terms with, this is something we need to pay attention to. But at the same time, I don't know if my personal journey on this um, is the same as society's because this is a commitment that I plan to make long-term and we're still in the midst of the pandemic. I'm not sure how long society is going to be committed to making sure mental health is something that we prioritize, so. Kind of to add on to that question, I was wondering if you have seen these changes within like the older generation, just like within the people that you know, do you think that um, adults are becoming more aware of this as well? Um, I feel like mental health is something that I talk a lot about with people that are my peers, but I don't know that I really hear talk about it as much among older generations. Not that they aren't talking about it. It's just not the primary people that I interact with probably. Um, so I was just wondering if that is a shift that you have seen um, within other groups as well. Same here, Emma. I just think those are not the primary people I, I engage with on a daily basis. But um, just to throw that out there for listeners to even contemplate on, um, I feel like the older generations have a different understanding of mental health. Sometimes in particular communities, that term itself is stigmatized. So it kind of really depends on who the, the person is where they are in this pandemic, what they're seeking to achieve um, while being in the midst of this, uh, in the midst of this historical moment right now. But I do think, yeah, the people in our generation are really 
paying attention to it because there's so many things that are happening to us and well are happening that will affect our future that we're trying to juggle all at once aside from our academics aside from this health crisis and in doing all of these things and being a part of all these engagements um one thing that we're doing really well is making sure that we're being engaged with our own mental health making sure everyone is okay while we're trying to save the future while being the present okay thank you and then another question i have is how has changing your focus on mental health and productivity um, changed maybe your relationship with yourself, your relationship with friends and family, your relationship just with you know society at large or the people that you interact with? Um, yeah, just how has that internal change affected your external relationships? To be brief, it's made it better. Um, of course, by default, <laughs> it seems weird to say that because I hadn't really realized that they couldn't have been better or that there was a way in which I could actively partake in making them better for myself and for the people that I like to engage with and interact with. But I say that because um, like I even post my cooking um, on my Snapchat or on my Instagram and some of my friends comment. <laughs> so it's just something that like just brings me a different level of happiness that um, me partaking in particular activities on campus or making sure that I do well on an assignment did not prior to this. Um, so making those different changes and minor adjustments and me journaling how I feel and me making sure that I'm constantly checking in with myself is something that for my relationship with me, um, external from my relationship with other people that I engage with, that has really changed and flourished over the last year. Um, but in addition to my friends and my family, one thing that I've been trying to do is making sure that they too are aware of this, even if they were um, before I was, just because, I don't know, like when you when you go through a revelation, when you come to something that you're just having an awe moment about, it's kind of like, usually you're like, oh, wow, why didn't I know this before? Or, oh, now that I know this, I feel so much better because, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. So anybody that I see or any way that I see somebody engaging in something, I'm always trying to tell them like, okay, make sure you're checking in with yourself. Make sure you're um, developing a plan to make sure that you're feeling safe and feeling okay. So those are just things that I've picked up. I don't try to um, try to curate how other people should uh, handle their mental health, but because it's something that I'm paying attention to a lot more now, I, I do want to make sure everybody that I engage with are, is doing the same. Yeah, that's really important. And with the idea of opening up about mental health, I know it can be difficult at certain times and we perceive that we're the only ones going through it and are actively trying to work on it. And it seems it seems like it's something that we don't realize it's happening till we talk about it. Um, and we want to know how have people around you responded to you opening up about mental health and how you're dealing with that in terms of um, just personal growth and productivity? Yeah, I don't know. People have been very supportive. I don't think I was surprised of the support, but I do think it was very um, welcoming and it, and it felt good to be able to receive that because oftentimes people perceive me to just be very strong and very diligent in everything that I do or, or put forth, which is nice. It sounds nice. 
Um, but like once I actually came to this realization that wow, sometimes Akilah, you're not okay. Sometimes you're literally running on E and just getting things done. And externally to other people, it's like, oh wow, she can do all these things. But like internally, I just was just practically a robot sometimes in some of my engagements and not really paying attention to how it made me feel or how it didn't make me feel. Um, I really do thank people for making sure to check in with me and making sure that I am um, giving myself those breaks, giving myself time to kind of sit back and um, just have a, a moment of reflection because most times I, I didn't do that before. So speaking to my friends about that, speaking to my mom and um, family members about it has really helped me kind of feel connected to other people on this journey, um, wherever, regardless of whatever steps or places we are um, in our personal journeys. But to know that, as you said, Nateo, other people are mutually engaging in this and they're uh, mutually invested in making sure that I am well, just as I am for themselves. Yeah, and I think your journey that you shared with us today really reflects some of our missions of starting our podcast and letting people know that you're not alone in whatever you're going through and that we are part of a community with people with various situations and life experiences that causes ups and downs and things of that sort. So I think it's really important and I'm really happy that you did share with us um, not only the by the book self-help parts about um, making sure that you're being productive or managing your understanding of what it means to be productive, but also reflecting on how mental health and reaching out and all these other aspects are equally as important in coming to terms with how we function on a day-to-day basis. So thank you for that. So Akilah, you've shared some really great insight with us today um, about your journey with productivity and mental health, especially in the midst of a pandemic. So we wanted to ask, what are the three things you want to bring to the community? Yeah, so of these three pillars, they all kind of pertain to myself, but I do think they're also applicable to everybody else. So the first one would be to take myself seriously. Um, Take yourself seriously. By this, I mean, make sure you're taking the time to engage in things that are worthwhile. For me, that was realizing that I needed to take my mental health seriously. I needed to give myself breaks. I needed to make sure that I was okay, even when people external from me thought that I was okay um, and kind of make sure I made sure my own small community, the people around me knew that I needed a break. I needed to reset. I needed to come to terms with how much I was engaging with things and how little I was paying attention to myself. So always remember to take yourself seriously, give yourself the time to um, be in the moment, be in the present, not just plan for the future, not just go into overdrive, not try to overexert yourself for the sake of a grade, for the sake of doing well or um, whatever product that you aim to get out of the productivity that you're putting into something. Make sure you're you're grounding yourself in the day-to-day um, and not just looking towards the future as I always was. So the second point would also be to give yourself credit. For me, this had to... <laughs> This one took took a lot to, um, for me to come to, but understanding that if my days now consist of me taking breaks and making sure that I plan in breaks within my planner, um, give myself credit for the work that I did accomplish. I went to my course, I completed my coursework, I did my homework, I engaged in 
um, whatever external activities that would be for me that's usually going to work after I finish um, my courses for the day and just give myself credit for doing that. Um, and this goes back to the first point of taking myself seriously, taking yourself seriously, guys, because I would just try to use up every hour in the day to do something which I thought was productive or I thought was enhancing my academic experience and not really realizing that just giving myself credit just boiled down to giving myself a break, giving myself time to reflect, giving myself time to think. Um, so make sure you give yourself credit in whatever way is best for you. Um, and then the last point would be is to make whatever space you're in your own. Um, for me, that looked like coming home and making sure that my office room was very much like my dorm room. Um, I have my dorm lights up in here, which is a little weird, but that little aura really helps me out. It makes me feel like I'm in a small oasis away from being on campus with my friends and peers that I'm around. So making sure that I'm in a working space that makes me feel good, making sure that when I go to work after my courses, I'm in a space that makes me feel good and engaging with people that kind of help me along this journey, whether um, it's explicitly or implicitly with my own mental health and finding out different ways that I can just kind of make sure my health is always of priority rather than on the back burner as I was doing before. So making sure whatever spaces you're in, guys, you're making them your own. That could be anything really. But um, for me, that's just making sure that I paid attention to a lot more that I hadn't prior to the pandemic. So those are kind of the three pillars and takeaways I would urge the community to pay attention to just as I've taken heed to them. So take yourself seriously. Give yourself credit always, always, always. Um, and make whatever space that you're in your own. Thank you to Akila for appearing in the third episode. Hope you enjoyed this sip of community. Tune in next time and be sure to share with a friend.